football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, 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 lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? Not much. It's it's very strange, actually, to talk to you in the afternoon here. It, first of all, you're you're not floating head, JJ, which is strange. That's right. The, the yes. sun is still out on the East Coast because you know it's it's that 15-minute span where the sun is up in the sky. Uh, in the winter here, uh, so but we are recording this early because my uh, my son has a birthday party tonight, and I will not be available. So thanks to JJ for being flexible, um, and thanks to everyone who is participating in our uh, Patreon special of the week. By the way, which is that we will evaluate your Week 16 championship roster. Um, if you give a certain amount of money to the Patreon, I believe I said eight, $8 to look at your, um, uh, for the month of December to look at your roster and JJ, there's something I noticed about all of these rosters. Do you know what it is? Probably there's this one quarterback who's on a lot. There of seems, yes, yes. That's a good guess. There seems to be one, uh, Lamar Q Jackson, the fourth. On pretty much every single roster, so it seems like people were were listening in August when we said there's no reason not to draft Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm honestly upset that I didn't get Lamar Jackson more yeah, uh, than, than I did. I mean, I think it's easy to say that in hindsight, but even still, yeah, I, I think that the Lamar Jackson thing this year should really make you realize that it's okay to go all in on a quarterback because it doesn't matter. Right. right? Like if, if it, it other positions, I, I I don't do that. I would never do that. But going in all in on quarterback because you you need to get that one guy who's going to actually give you an edge week to week and Lamar Jackson has basically been that guy that has, has definitely been that guy, but you know, you can't make the argument really for for a lot of the other quarterbacks. Uh but if you have that guy, you're gain, you're gaining an edge. Um, and you might as well just go all in on a late round quarterback who could potentially be that guy. Yeah, and that, I think that's, that's a learning that I've taken away this year because I've got Lamar, trust me, I got Lamar Jackson in basically in probably half my leagues, but I wish that that number obviously were, were higher because I, I was high on Lamar Jackson. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And, and obviously the difference is, um, you don't want to keep drafting the same running back or wide receiver in the first round, uh, because, because it's the first round, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it, it's so it's so much cost, you know, it, um, to take a a player there compared to taking Jackson in the ninth or tenth or eleventh round wherever he was going. Of course, that'll never happen again, and we'll, we'll never have him on our rosters again. But you know, it was fun. Another thing I wanted to mention because you talked about this in the intro when you were talking. Two things actually. Number one, thank you to Fanduel for letting me have a flexible schedule. Uh, I'm basically shifting the work that I would do. Now, later this evening, when we were typically podcast, and it's very easy to do so. So thank you to my employer. But also, you know, you mentioned that it's your son's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I had the realization 
that I believe the very first episode that we ever recorded of Living the Stream, you had just your, your wife had just given birth. That's right. It was it was about five minutes after she delivered. And, and <laughs> yeah. I logged on and I said, OK, I'm ready to start the podcast. I was podcasting from the delivery room. Do you, you, you remember because you heard the nurses talking in the background. You you heard uh, the you know, the baby crying. Uh, no, no. But seriously, yeah, it was it was exactly then. So, yeah, this is our seventh anniversary. Congratulations to us. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Back then, our intros were uh, like 90s sitcoms and 80s sitcom themes. And we had no intro until we finally met the Fiverr guy. Uh, but I remember that I introduced you as like the new a new dad. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, wow, that, that's, that's such a long time ago. We've been around for seven. We've been doing this for seven years. And, and you know, back then, I, I know that the truthers will remember. But back then, uh, we didn't really joke a whole lot. No, it was not like this. No, it was, it was like, we, we 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 took it way 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 serious. Yeah, like we were we were like uh really talking like like deep looks into every player and, and and you're probably wondering why don't you still still do that? Well, I think we have uh decided to fill a different sort of niche, which is more of a lifestyle niche, which honestly yeah. I like more than the hardcore analysis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you want hardcore analysis, you can go to the Late Round Podcast. It's a completely different show. And this is the show where we do our thing with our streamers, and then we have a little fun all at the same time. That's right. All right, Denny. Let's look at what happened last week, week 15. Uh, the Fantasy Football Semifinals, so it was a big week. Our main quarterback streamer, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he scores 20.5 fantasy points, so a strong day for Fitz. Mitch Trubisky has 16.3 fantasy points. Not a terrible day there. Gardner Minshew looked like he was going to score negative 19 <laughs> fantasy points in that game against Oakland, but he came through with 18.7 points somehow. Amazing. Uh, and then our two deeper plays were Jacoby Brissett and Eli Manning. Jacoby Brissett looked horrendous mm. in that game against New Orleans. I, I it, was, it was such a bad performance. And the best part about Jacoby Brissett's performance was listening to the booth talk about how Jacoby Brissett is their future and their, oh. their, uh, their, their franchise quarterback and how the Colts believe in him and he's sitting there just completely essing the bed well, just all over all over the field first of all thanks for for protecting the ears of the children yes, listening but but also um it, they were speaking out of both sides of their mouth the announcers on Monday Night Football because they were saying you know Brissett is the future Frank Reich loves him um but in this situation with down three scores they literally can't come back you know right they're like like Jacoby Brissett and this offense cannot come back from this. They're not designed to come back. They're only designed to play with neutral game script or from ahead. And that, and that was clear because um, Brissett was, was throwing bubble screens down 27. They were, they were running the ball on second and long down 20 some points. It was bad. You know, so, so it was weird to hear, it was weird to hear that. Oh, he's the future. Uh, but, but there's no chance of them being able to score and come back in this game. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. Uh, we also liked Eli as a deeper play. He had 13 fantasy points. At tight end, Tyler Higby continued to be a, a freak of nature. He had 23 fantasy points. Noah Fant had 7.6. All right, this next guy, I have to I have to send an apology to Denny Carter right now. Because on the show last week, we were talking about David Njoku. Yeah. And he was a deeper play. You know, we didn't really have a good feel for it because we didn't know how much he was going to play. But... Out of out of nowhere, Denny mentioned, what about RSJ? 
And he said, you know, you didn't say it as in like, uh, we got to play RSJ, but you said it yeah. from, from the standpoint of like, don't write off RSJ. And I, I basically laughed at you and told you no. <laughs> and R, RSJ scored two touchdowns yeah. in that game. He had two touchdowns. So I, I apologize to Denny. I apologize to you listeners. I was wrong. Denny was right. But I'm in the Apex Championship. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I was going to accept your <laughs> apology, but now I don't. Now I don't. Because I, I lost my semifinal match, even though I scored a, a, a shit ton of points. Sorry. Yeah, you scored more than me. Yeah. Um, we had Ian Thomas at 4.3 fantasy points. We had Tyler Eifert at 7.4. Uh, I don't. I think he might have been a later ad, uh, or we skimmed over him quickly on the show. I can't really remember. Uh, <laughs> you may have forgotten. <laughs> on, on, on defense, we had Oakland and Detroit as the deeper plays. They both scored three. And then we had Tampa Bay uh, and Kansas City as our main plays. Tampa Bay had 15 uh, luckily Denny, uh, swayed me to go to Tampa Bay over Detroit. Cause I realized my mistake in thinking that Detroit was a favorite in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay had 15 and Kansas city had 11. So it was a good yeah. week for streaming defenses, but Denny let's, let's go. We're on to championship, championship week, week, week 16. We got a lot of defense, a lot of, a lot of plays, but we have a lot of defenses in particular. So why don't you kick things off? Yeah. And thank you, uh, to all 11 people who are still listening to the show. Uh, even yes. though it's week 16 and. Most of you are out of it. So I think Houston is the top defensive streamer this week, but they are a little bit outside of our regular process, and here's why. So the Texans are at the Bucks. Uh, they are, I believe they're, last time I checked, they're one-point underdogs. Is that still, I'm checking live right now. Um... They are, they're now, they're now three-point favorites. <laughs> Never mind. Houston's three point favorite right now. I just I just checked. So I have them. I see them as a one point underdog in one spot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to oddsfire.com because that's what. Okay, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what it is there. It's close because you you can shop a lot of different. You can look at all yeah. different odds all at once. All right. Yeah. It's it's very close. Whatever it is. Yeah. So some spot. This is crazy actually. Uh, with that Houston Tampa Bay game. Uh, Houston's at on FanDuel Sportsbook. They're three point favorites, and then yeah, I'd say that that the opening line was one was minus one and a half. Right. So they're basically three point favorites okay. everywhere. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. So so they are they fit the process then in, in that way. They are favorites going against Tampa. Um, so uh, Tampa is without obviously Mike Evans. They're probably without Chris Godwin. Sorry to JJ for his Apex team, and yes. uh, Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. Only the Giants give up more schedule adjusted points to defenses than the Buccaneers. Uh, Winston has gone without an interception in just four games this season. That was pretty amazing to look up. Houston uh, should be able to you know push the pace here enough to keep Winston throwing. That's really what we want. Um, and Houston is out there in 60% of leagues, obviously not your league, uh, but I like their upside. I like Denver. Uh, they're touchdown favorites. They're playing at home. Uh, Blau has taken at least two sacks in each of his three starts this season. Detroit's allowed a top five defensive performance in each of their last two. There's a low over under in this game of 37 and a half. I think it all comes together, and Denver's just a really high floor, even high ceiling play this week. Yeah, I actually like Denver more than Houston now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, I have the Chargers uh, at home against the Raiders, but really, when I say at home for the Chargers, who cares, right? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Okay, it was 90% Vikings fans last week. It's a, it's a humiliation. Yeah. Um, but it's a Los Angeles, so, you know, everybody's out in, at the, on the beach. What do you want? 
The uh, so the the Raiders have collapsed over the past month. They've allowed double digit fantasy points to defenses in three of their past four games. Uh, Raiders opponents have recorded five fumbles and four interceptions over that stretch. Uh, the Chargers are available in sixty percent, but I do think that they are a less appealing play than the two we just named. Yeah, I would agree there. Um, and then I have two more. Uh, I think Indianapolis is a fairly high floor play. I have a little bit of fear with Indy because number one, their defense sucks, but number two, they're coming off a game, a Monday night game. Uh, they they are playing at home at least, but they're coming off that Monday night game. So that's, you know, short week, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they're pretty big home favorites. I think they're six and a half point home favorites. They're facing Carolina. Even if Carolina was using Kyle Allen, uh, they've now given up 11 and a half points on average uh, per game to opposing defenses since week eight. No defense is ranked worse than 17th over this time, but they're facing Will Greer. So yeah, technically Will Greer could end up being a better fantasy or better, a better quarterback and fantasy quarterback, I guess, but a better quarterback than Kyle Allen, a tougher matchup. But I think that range of outcomes wise and probability wise, you're probably looking at a scenario where, where Will Greer is not as good as Kyle Allen, I would say, uh, because there's a reason that Kyle Allen's been playing ahead of him. Um, so I think Indianapolis is in play. Uh, they're, they're probably on your waiver wire as well, especially after playing new Orleans this past week. And then a deeper play who actually, I think you could argue is pretty close to, I mean, there's a lot of good defensive plays this week. Um, is Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Jacksonville's allowed one and a half points above expectation to opposing defenses this year. Uh, and basically since the end of October, Jacksonville's been, arguably the worst offense in the league. Uh, that's from a yards per drive standpoint, scoring rate per drive. They've been uh, dead last in the league. They've basically been been Pittsburgh, but with some turnovers. <laughs> um, so Jacksonville's a really plus a, a really good matchup. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's six and a half point favorites. And they've actually, you know, we mentioned and we talked about this, uh, you know, like a few weeks ago, but since they changed the play calling from Dan Quinn to, to his coordinators, uh, they've been a top 10 defense in four of their last six games. Really? So Atlanta's defense has not been that bad. It's just that we kind of got off of them after two bad performances against, I think Tampa Bay and maybe, maybe it was new Orleans. I can't remember who mm-hmm. the other, what the other game was. Uh, but there were two, two bad performances for Atlanta, but the last two weeks they've been fine. They were fine last week against, uh, against, uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so I think Atlanta's fine, uh, and I would almost guarantee you that they're available in your league, so you can't tell us that none of these streamers are available. <laughs> All right, Denny. Uh, quarterback? Yeah. You, you want to kick things off? Yeah, so I have the quarterback facing the improved Atlanta Falcons defense, Gardner Minshew the second. That really is his name, by the way. Uh, so the, the Falcons, like you said, have become pretty tough matchup against quarterbacks over the past month or so. We know Minshew will throw it a lot in this game as the Jags are heavy underdogs on the road. Uh, Atlanta is still allowing almost 17 adjusted uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks per game, which you know is not hateful, as the Zoomers are saying. Uh, Minshew has scored at least 16 fantasy points in eight of his 13 starts this year. Uh, you know, I'm not sure he has a ceiling here, but uh, you know, Chark should be back. Yeah. for Jacksonville and that's obviously obviously a bonus uh I, I'm not you know super bullish on on Minshew though no I'm not either I think the top quarterback streamer yet again is Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah um since I, I tweeted this I talked about this on the 10 trends show for the for the late round podcast it's going to drop tomorrow but since be, becoming starter again in week seven 
Ryan Fitzpatrick is averaging more points per game than Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Wow. Uh, Cincinnati, and obviously the, the Patrick Mahomes piece is because he left the game early against Denver with that injury, but we're not going to get into that because it makes this statistic more interesting. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati's ninth best in schedule-adjusted points allowed. Uh, and over his last four games, here, here are Ryan Fitzpatrick's rushing totals. 45-2, so that's bad. 65-33. and 33. So he's basically giving you almost, uh, in three of his last four, almost an extra touchdown, or over an extra touchdown, uh, from a fantasy scoring standpoint per game. There's a 46.5 point over under in this game. That's not bad. I think it could be an interesting scoring environment. I will say Cincinnati's defense has played better of late, um, but I would still be playing Fitzpatrick over... I, I think he's a fringe QB1 from like a ranking standpoint. Oh, He has so much volume, right? I mean, there's so many dropbacks. I mean, look at that hair. <laughs> all, all that volume. <laughs> that's... Yeah, I mean, the beard is a, is a, an absolute horror show, and I really wish he would shave it, but that's neither here nor there. I have uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I, I think he's a deeper play uh, against Kansas City. Chicago is at home. Uh, they are, at last check, five-point underdogs. Um, but the game has a pretty decent over-under of 45 points. Um, so, you know, there could be scoring in this one. Um, that's, what, that's what many are saying. So Trubisky, obviously his appeal hinges a lot on, on his – rushing prowess uh he has seven four ten and four rushing attempts over his past four games so it is happening i mean he is taking off he is rushing the ball a little more uh, but you know much of that rushing has come uh in negative game script i believe he threw 53 passes last week against the packers which is amazing that a quarterback could throw 53 passes and score 16 fantasy points yeah you know, that's uh, that's impressive. And not, it's not the best, uh, I, I'd say. Uh, you know, so I guess I guess Trubisky. The hope is that is that you know he he will have to drop back a whole lot against Kansas City. Um, if he doesn't, I think that his floor might be a little bit scary. All right, let's move on. Actually, I have a one more quarterback, Andy Dalton. Um, I'm scared of Andy Dalton because he's been really bad since he's been starter, at least from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but Miami is allowed 4.4 points above expectation, so take the average of Andy Dalton's performances, which is probably like 6.9 points. Um, add 4.4 nice. to that, and uh, that's that's what you might get out of Andy Dalton this week, given how Miami's been playing. But like I said with Ryan Fitzpatrick, this could end up being a higher scoring game. It's not a bad over-under. Um, I think he's a deeper play. I put him in the same tier as the other three for the most part. I might put Minshew number two out of these four, the more that I'm thinking about it. And then Fitzpatrick, I think, is in his own tier. Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Denny, yeah. tight end. You have you have three and I have one, so you can talk a lot and then I'll talk at the end. I will talk a lot. I'm ready. OJ Howard is a thing again. And I know you're 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 thrilled that it's a week sixteen and he's a thing. Um but he has, let's see, he has six, five, and eight targets over his past three games as pass catchers uh, drop like flies for the Bucks This week, of course, the Bucks play Houston. I believe that game is on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah. So, you know, beware. Uh, don't bench your lineup. Don't bench your lineup this week. This is, this is, this is my advice to you because yeah, you're going to be, you're gonna be uh, bitten by the Saturday games. Um, this game has a 50 point total, which is actually down three points from Monday, uh, you know, a little bit concerning, but that might have to do with Godwin's, uh, status. Um, 
and when God goes down, you know, the, the total goes down. The total drops by 10 points. Right. If... <laughs> so uh, 20% of targets against Houston this season have gone to tight ends, which is uh, not a terrible rate. And the ball has to go somewhere, as I have in my notes. Um, and Howard might be it. You know, it might be Howard and, and Perryman and maybe one of those other wide receivers who see the lion's share of the uh, Tampa targets this week. Howard's only available in 60% of leagues, which means that, you know, Howard truthers have been holding tight and, you know, I guess, congratulations. You get, you get to use them with, with a little bit of confidence this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to give one more? I do. Noah Fant, uh, versus Detroit. Not sure how Fant really didn't do much last week in just like the worst game script ever, but oh well, I guess we'll blame the snow. Yeah. The snow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, so Denver has a, a 22.75 implied total. Uh, he's still out there in 70% of leagues. Tight ends have been heavily targeted targeted against Detroit lately, not throughout the season, but lately. Tw- uh, 25 targets have gone to tight ends over the Lions past two games. Uh, this is not this is spread across all the tight ends that have faced them. So I think it's actually split between five tight ends who have seen targets over those two games, but 25. So, you know, teams are attacking them via the tight end, and Fant is out there. I'm going to go with Mike Kosicki because we do it every week. Uh, He's averaging a 17% target share per game over his last seven games. He's seen a double-digit percentage target share in each of those games. The matchup isn't really that unreal against Cincinnati, but I do think the scoring environment could be fine for him. Uh, I just think he's a high-floor play who, if he finds the end zone, then all of a sudden he's going to be a tight end one. There you go. Uh, so John Smith, John Smith is still available in 85% of leagues. Uh, did you see that rush that he got last week? That rushing? Offense? I did. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was kind of wild. I was like, Derrick Henry looks weird. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Although they have like the same body type because Derrick Henry is so freaking yeah. massive. And my dad actually didn't believe he was like, I was like, that's not Derrick Henry. He was like, no, 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 it is. It is. I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it's clearly not. He doesn't have the thing sticking out of his helmet. You, you, you see that. Um, New Orleans is not the best tight end matchup. Only 18% of targets go to tight ends against the Saints. You know, but but Smith has seen some opportunity with Tannehill under center. And this game, I think, I think could shoot out. It has a 50.5 uh, total right now. Um, uh, the Saints give up 12.8 adjusted points to tight ends. Uh, but they have played teams. The Saints have played teams that really don't use their tight end a whole lot. Uh, so I still I still like John Smith. If you if you've been using him, I I say probably keep using him unless I, I well how do you feel about OJ Howard over Smith? I, I like Howard. I think I'd play Howard. I think I'd play Howard over all of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kasiki has the highest floor probably, but um, I'd probably play Howard overall. Yeah, I think I can go with that. Uh, so to recap, Jonu Smith, O.J. Howard, Noah Fant, Mike Kasiki, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew. Houston, the Chargers, the Falcons, the Colts, and the Broncos. All right, Denny, Q&A time. Questions from Twitter. Okay. This is from at TTE720. When and if you guys worked in an office, office, did you have to go to a secret bathroom? I was thinking about this when analyzing whether I should risk pooping my pants during my 30-minute commute or going, quote, behind enemy lines in a hostile bathroom. 
what look look one of the low-key biggest perks of working from home is being able to to do your business in your in your own privacy and in your home own home oh, for sure for sure yeah i mean that, if not the biggest perk yeah that's a yes it is perk i'm sorry so the 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 question is should you go ahead and defecate <laughs> in your pants or use another a public a public restroom <laughs> apparently yeah the more that i'm looking at this i'm thinking why would you poop your pants during a you're gonna get to work after your commute and you're gonna have having pooped your pants i, I mean that's I, not gonna be a worse situation than just being in a in a quote hostile bathroom i feel i feel like i'm in the twilight zone right now because <laughs> there's nothing worse than the one option you know like like yeah like the, i agree you know the 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 i mean come on <laughs> you, you you use any bathroom available yes yeah right right this next question is from at ff take machine more inconsistent or unlucky this year the dallas cowboys or your fantasy teams i'll, I'll say, so i've had a lot i had a lot of luck in week 15 and i have a lot of teams in the championship as a result and so it's been a very 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 good fantasy season but i will say that miles sanders team that i tilted about last mm-hmm. week I, I would easily win the championship. Like I, I crushed this past week. Yeah. I scored the most points in the league and then it's going to happen again this week. I would have won the championship had Miles Sanders known how to drink freaking Gatorade. <laughs> so, so you remember that, that game that I lost is the quarterfinal game that I lost because Jameson Crowder stat correction. Yes. Okay. So that team uh, this week scored 210 points. Oh my God. 210 points. Cause they had everybody who went off. So I would have definitely been in the finals. I'm, I, I'm not mad about it at all. I'm also fairly certain that I would be in the LTS Listener League finals if Tom didn't beat me by four points in the overall points standings. Oh, yeah. We, uh, while I read this Facebook question, would you mind looking up who is in the finals? Yeah, I should. Finals? I should. I should do that. But I believe I look I, to any of you in the league. I could be wrong, but I believe this is factual. If you guys want to fact check me, feel free. But uh, I lost to Tom in the uh, with the sixth seed, which is most points on in by four points because Sammy Watkins didn't catch a freaking pass Ugh. in that one game. Okay, so we have uh, we ha- so Evil Pete Overzet lost. No way. Evil Pete Overzet was twelve and one this year, easily the best team in the league. There's an L. Uh, Derek Vandalay Industries is in the in the finals. I think I would have played him this past week and I would have won. <laughs> Which is why I'm tilting. But you're not mad. And then Greg, uh, soft tissue issues, is also in the finals. He's the one who beat uh, uh, Evil Pete Overzet this past week. Oh so man! That massive, massive upset going on there because Evil Pete Overzet was just destroying this league this season. That, that's Sam, right? Evil Pete, o- yeah, yeah, it's Sam. yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam, uh, Schwerven, Schwerven. Uh, yes. is, is evil pedo. And, and yeah, that, that team was, was ridiculous. Congratulate. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's cold comfort, but that good job putting that team together. Cause that was, that was really, yeah. We're going to give you more props than whoever wins the championship, to be honest. Wow. 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 That's, that's insulting to whoever wins. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. So I'm going to read a couple questions from the LTS Facebook page. We have one from Brandon Gregory. I'm going to call him a friend of the show. I don't recognize his name, but I'm calling him a friend of the show. I don't care. Wow. Okay. So we're just handing those out to anyone. I see how it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm feeling generous today, which is my Tuesday. Uh, as family men, which is a great way to start, 
this question. What takes precedence? <clears throat> Watching football games this championship weekend or attending family holiday functions of those that are close but not high enough priority to see on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? So we're talking mm. about not yeah, sex secondary options. Relatives, right. And, and what <clears throat> I mean, I don't see how you can get out of going to a family function for Christmas or the holidays, right? No, I mean, look, so I, I'm in a scenario. I'm going to Pittsburgh uh, for the weekend and, and early next week, and uh, we're staying with my in-laws, and I'm we're, sell, we're doing our Christmas with them because the whole family is going to be together on Sunday. That's the only day that it can happen. Fortunately, like when I miss a Sunday – it is the worst. The, the next week is the worst because rewatching games and trying to figure out what happened and all of that, you don't have that like memory in your head of what you watched that day to be able to, to, to write something or put something together quickly. So it's a pain in the, in the, in the back end. Okay. Trying to, I'm trying not to, yeah, the kids. Trying to the be, kids. Yeah. Uh, but this week it's not as bad because there's nothing. I don't, I'm not producing content next week because it's week 16. The season's over. So right. it's not nearly as bad. But it still sucks that I'm not going to watch as much football as I typically would on a Sunday. But with that being said, I don't know how far down the list would you have to go in terms of friendship slash family. Yeah. I think if it's anything family, if it's like a, a family get together of some sort, you can't just skip it to watch football. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a compromise as far as like time allotment. Yeah. Right. Right. You got to talk because it's not like people want to spend. I mean, it's not like you want to go to your like aunt Nancy's. Everyone has an aunt Nancy. <laughs> you don't want to go to your aunt Nancy's place for six hours Yeah, and not have a football game on. Maybe you could talk to your significant other and say, you know what? What if we go for two and a half hours and that way I can catch some of these games. Later. Right. The second half, or whatever. So uh, another thing is just to get the games on on TV at the event. That's the best of both worlds. That's the best of both worlds. You, you, That's what you need. You can yeah. pretend to be there. But really, you know, mentally you have checked out completely and you're, yes. and you're just watching the game and you're 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 drenched in sweat under your arms, you know, and you have a swamp yeah. ass because you're just so yeah, nervous. Because right. you're because you're tilting so hard. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question from Edwin Porras. He says, hello, Denny and JJ. As of now, I still as of now, I still have not drafted a quarterback. I've gone two, <laughs> two and thirteen, and I'm at risk of getting last place in my league. At what point do you recommend pulling the trigger at quarterback? Thanks. <laughs> I saw that one on Facebook because he tagged us and it was actually Yeah, I think funny. I think we I think you've you've missed the the point I would recommend reading JJ's book at this point. And last last question from the Facebook folks, the LTS Facebook people from Bry Ant. That's his name. I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, uh, when the NFL has a dumb out of the ordinary game start, like an early London game, I normally send a reminder to the league to check their lineups early. Now that I'm in the championship, is it morally wrong if I forget to send out that message for the three stupid games on Saturday in hopes that my opponent forgets my opponent forgets to set their lineup. I think if you if you usually send these reminders that you need to continue to send them. I agree because here's here's a scenario that went down in, in a dynasty league that I commish. I, I it's a, like a home dynasty. It's it's one where I just wanted to get some friends involved in dynasty and stuff. It's been awesome. It's really really active and great. Um but I was in the playoffs. I'm actually in the championship. But I was in the playoffs, and the person I was facing uh, 
it's the one inactive member of the league. He's not totally inactive, but he's not very good at keeping up because it's on a different platform than he's used to. So as so there's 11 managers that are super, super active. There's trades that go down every single week, but this one manager isn't. But the whole year, I wasn't telling people to set their lineups. I was, I was not sending any sort of notifications. I was letting people do their thing. And I was facing him in the playoffs. And he had one player in his lineup. It was the week that Le'Veon Bell didn't play. He had Le'Veon Bell in his lineup. I'm not going to message him and say, take Le'Veon Bell out. Not only because obviously I want to win. I, I would have crushed him regardless. But not only did I want to win, but but I, I didn't set that precedent. Whereas yeah. you did in your league, which means you have to continue doing that. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I would say no. You have no responsibility to to alert your your league mates. In fact, I I think it's probably just best practice not to do that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do too. I do too. Unless 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 you're just really in it just for fun. Like if it's just like a fun family and friends league where like a lot of people don't know what they're doing. May, maybe then, but otherwise, I don't really like that. Yeah, I mean, there's some circumstances, too. Like, my dad had surgery this season, and I'm like, hey, Dad, I need you to set your fantasy lineup. I'm sorry that you're recovering from the surgery, <laughs> but make sure that you're setting your fantasy. That's one thing. But, you know, I, I would just avoid doing that overall. And then you can also just see who's been active and not active because, you know, you run into issues where you realize that a, a manager isn't that into it, and then you might have to replace them. That's right. Or All right, on to the Twitter questions. Okay, this is from at Diddymus. Do your wives actually play fantasy? And if so, does it make them more or less sympathetic to your tilt? My partner and I play in two leagues together, Family League and Fun Friends League. Uh, and she wins as often as I do without the emotional investment. So she, so she's left me last week. <laughs> uh, so my, 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 does, does Melissa play? No, 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 no. Yeah, Amanda doesn't play either. She, she doesn't care at all. Um, she likes sports and she humors me, you know, with the foot with football on and stuff, but it's, she definitely doesn't care about fantasy football to the point where last night I had so much riding on that saints Colts game. And like I said earlier in the show, like it just, it went very, very well for me. But last night I had so much going in this, the Colts, Saint, uh, the Colts saints game. And I said to him, to my wife, mm-hmm. I looked at her and I was like, I need drew Brees to have a good game yeah. tonight. And she looked at me and she says, I need drew Brees to not have a good wow. game. Wow. And I'm like, you're going. She's like, I want you to. T-. She actually said, I want you to tilt. She, she was, she was, she just something switched, and she just be, she just wanted me to hate fantasy football more than anything last night. She was obviously joking, but it was a very, very intense conversation. That's that's brutal. Uh, uh, it was totally brutal. Yeah. Totally brutal. She wanted Drew Brees to do poorly. The only reason my wife would ever ever care about fantasy is if I had a legit chance. To win like uh, a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. That's yeah, yeah. That's if you yeah, if you're gonna get a huge pe- cash yeah, out. Right. Well, then I told her I was like, hey, Amanda, if I win, if Drew Brees does well, we're getting money out of this. Right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Right. Like that's always the yeah. the end. You know the, and then she's like, well, it doesn't matter because we're already millionaires from Patreon. <laughs> that's right. How many more Patreon copters do you need, JJ? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I yeah uh, yeah. Anytime. There, there have been a couple times where I've, you know, started the day like, you know, in significant money situations with uh, DFS, and then it, it kind of fades as the day goes on. But I'll tell Melissa like, I think I have a, I, I have a live one, you know, I have something cooking, and then she cares. But otherwise, she doesn't care at all. Yeah, I'm just glad that that Amanda does not care 
about fantasy to the point of being like, we need to not watch football anymore. Or like we like she's very understanding about the situation and my job and all of that. It would suck if it was not like that. Well, I mean, it you know, it is your your livelihood. It, it, it is. It is my job. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it could very easily just be like, this is too much. Yeah. And and, you know, send me to our bonus room or something. Well, you, <laughs> you, you can just tell her. That Drew Brees' performance, uh, you know, means the difference between gifts on Christmas and no gifts on Christmas. That's right. Yeah. I, well, I told Avery that already. So. <laughs> she started crying immediately. <laughs> she started crying. Uh, this next question is from at number one punna. Christmas caroling thoughts, yay or nay? I was freaked. Friend of the show, friend of the show, Jason Brown. Yeah, yeah, friend of the. I was freaked out the one time it happened at at, at our house. Uh, the doorbell rang. <laughs> And I opened oh, the door, and there's like six, six or seven people standing there, <laughs> and they're and they're belting it. I mean, they're they're really singing, and and th- th- it's the eye contact that's weird because you don't know what you know. <laughs> you don't know to, you don't know how to enjoy the character. You, you're kind of looking. You're look. You're, you're okay. I'm making eye contact with the center person, but like the other people are, are looking at me. I mean, they're they're staring holes through you. I mean, it's they're they're, <laughs> they're very nice. They're very nice people. Obviously, it's a nice thing to do. But uh, I have maybe maybe have never felt more uncomfortable in my life that's a good that's a good point i've never experienced christmas carolers uh coming to my house like that but uh that would be, <laughs> i don't know where my eyes would go either yeah i, I yeah i didn't have my bear mace on hand so i, I just right. had to stand there and take it yeah although i i can see a scenario if they're very very aggressive in, in where they stand you know if they're the type yeah. of carolers <laughs> that are very up close to the door. I could see scenarios where someone just like freaks out. You know, they're the people who, who when they get scared, instead of like freezing up or like running the other way, they just punch someone, <laughs> you know? Like what if someone freaks out and just either slams the door on these carolers or, or accident, like a, a true accidental punch in the face? I mean, I I can imagine that that's happened, but not, not accidentally. <laughs> right. Uh, this next question is from at RHC Two-Face. What's up with what's up with Matt Patricia? Football aside, <laughs> yeah, Matt Patricia's a. I don't really like Matt Patricia. Oh no, no, no! I I deeply dislike Matt Patricia. Deeply, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I hate his approach to the game. Um, I just the the way that he handles himself. Uh, I think there were some some pretty bad allegations against him back in the summer. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and, they, and the, the Lions do that that same like injury thing that the Patriots do, which is basically yeah. just lying about who's injured. Uh, and there are no, never any consequences. I, I uh, yeah, I can't stand Matt Patricia. I, 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 I can't wait. I mean, they have to fire him after this year, right? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next question at Mr. Underscore Pac-Man as veterans of tilting into the upside down. What's it like there? Is it just filled with TVs of streaming tight ends, dropping touchdowns and kicker misses? To, I, I, I think it's – well, I know. I shouldn't say I think. I know there's a section of the upside down where there's a football field on fire, <laughs> and you have to just stand there watching this field burn. It's all it's all related to Nick Foles in 2015. Yeah, actually, in the upside down tilting area, um, I have to watch the Jordy Nelson drop from 20 <laughs> – I want to say 2015, maybe 2014. Over and over again. Over and over and over and over again. The one – the drop against Buffalo that cost me not one but two – championship uh crowns thank you very much yeah and there's also a screen uh where i just you literally watch miles sanders reject water 
<laughs> he just says someone someone offers Miles Sanders water and he just says no, I don't need water. I, right I, now. I just have to tell everybody that JJ is complaining about Miles Sanders while he prepares to play in seven championship games this weekend. This is true, but I'm still complaining about the Miles Sanders thing because it should be eight. JJ, see, this is this is the problem with the human brain. We can't just be happy. We can't, you know, we can't just be it's happy true. with 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 the wins, with the victories. We have to always dwell on what could have been, right? Even it's true. No, look, it's true. I'm in 16 leagues, and I am in the finals in seven of them. But the the one final that I that I'm the lead, my home league that I'm cursed in, that I want to be, that I want to win, and I would be there right now. And it's all because Miles Sanders doesn't know how to freaking hydrate himself. You, you would you would trade a few appearances for that one. Yes. Right? I would trade uh, maybe maybe two maybe two. Okay, I was, if you were gonna say all, I was gonna end the podcast no. right now. All all would be way too much. All would it's not that important to me, but it's it's at least it has more importance than some of the finals that I'm in. Next question at B Glaze, which one of you would last longer on the show, naked and afraid, and why? And then it says if parentheses when you tap out. What would be the reason? Emotional breakdown, hunger, dehydration, climate, weather, bugs. Or total abject abject fear. Uh, what would who would I mean? I, I'd be terrible at naked. I, I would I would be the worst possible candidate for this. Uh, uh, Pete Overzet and I did a fantasy Mensa sketch in which we went out into the woods. Each of us went out into the woods uh, for ten minutes, and I ended up in the grass begging for my life, um, just uh, kind of succumbing to the fear of death that would uh, that would soon haunt me so so yeah I would be terrible so I I can't do basic things I can't start a fire yeah um, I mean I'm not very I'm not good at that kind of stuff either yeah and, and um, I I would miss one meal and then feel like I was gonna die so I probably just just keel over at that point yeah the the the, the hangriness would would just be out of control I I I think I, I think I'm a more competitive person with this kind of stuff between the two of us it's similar to the smoothie thing right like like i i think i would i would just want to beat you oh yeah i think i think i would want to beat you more than you would want to beat me yeah i i i definitely agree with that i i probably would give up uh first if it it was a group of people i don't even know how many i would almost be I'd almost definitely be the first one to give up because I'm a huge baby. You guys don't understand. Yeah, I mean, look, it would be close though because I am certainly not someone who would survive on naked and afraid. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very low T. It's hard to it's hard to overemphasize yeah. this. Same, same. I'm with you. Next question at Mishugana. Uh, I think I found the worst case of take lock ever. This is just kind of interesting. I thought that we could maybe have a convo about it. A guy in my league drafted both Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Here's how his quarterback starts ended up ready Patrick Mahomes 12 starts Lamar Jackson two starts Case Keenum one start yeah yes and he said I tried to trade for Jackson to no avail he missed the playoffs yeah I mean this is this is bad take lock you have to adjust especially I think there have been studies I might actually do one this summer uh this offseason where uh things switch over uh, from a ranking standpoint, rankings and the way that players are performing become more predictable for that season uh, in about week four. Yeah. But up until that point, it's ADP based. So if you get to like week nine and you're still going basically by ADP and you're not playing Lamar Jackson, you're just an awful fantasy player. Yeah, I hope this person is a Kansas City fan, you know, because 
not starting Lamar Jackson with all that rushing floor that he that he came with, you know, week in and week out, is pretty amazing. Although I did get a text, I got a text from a from a friend, kind of a friend of a friend, who knows that I who knows what I do. He and he texted me last week before the Jets game, and he goes, "Am I starting Lamar tonight?" Oh my gosh, there's so many people were people didn't start Lamar Jackson. There were people in my mentions last week who said that they didn't start Lamar Jackson. I said. Yeah, who else would you start? He goes, Tannehill. I said, no, you're starting Lamar. He goes, but what about the quadricep? I said, who cares about the quadricep? That, yeah. They, the, do you really think the Ravens are going to throw Lamar Jackson out there if he's right. not at least close to 100%? Uh, uh, the, the Ravens had a, a 30 and a half point implied total. Like, just go with it. Right. Yeah, it's 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 bad, bad process if you bench Lamar Jackson. Next question, at Justin White VA. My process this year has consisted of shouting this guy or that guy into the Twitterverse while adding every expert I can think of. Sometimes if I don't hear back within 30 minutes, I'll copy and paste it under a totally unrelated tweet. Good process or adjust for 2020. I can't tell if this is real or not, but I will tell you guys, okay? I haven't ranted about this on Twitter because people are going to think that I'm being uh, just obnoxious slash, uh, I I don't know, mean-spirited or or, uh, overly annoyed for no reason. But... If, if someone consistently asks start sick questions and tags 45 different people. I'm not answering it. I'm number one not answering it, and, and I'm going to mute you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, mute, the mute button's happening. Also, I'm not answering start sits on, on Twitter. I'll, I'll do that on Patreon if you're, if, if you're really that it, hard up on, on it is in the re Yeah, and the reason it's so obnoxious is because, number one, especially it, it's also obnoxious when people – copy and paste the same question and just ask every single analyst. Cause you can tell, you can just go look at their timeline and you can see, but you don't always, you can't always tell, but uh, regardless, the thing, the reason it's so annoying is because all of a sudden you have all of these people responding to tweets and just like cluttering your mentions with one, pl- you know, Kasiki or Higby. And they're just, the, it's just constant <laughs> and constant and constant. And it's so freaking annoying. So guys, if you do that, please don't do that. Yeah, that's the worst. I I am so turned off by it. It doesn't even matter if I have a, if I have a strong opinion on the question, whether it's this guy yeah. or that guy, I will not answer just because I cannot stand the that practice. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I I'm totally totally with you. And then not only that, but if they're asking all of those separate people, they clearly don't value your opinion that much. No, they don't. No, uh, my favorite. Oh my god, my favorite thing in the world is when someone hammers me about a complex start sit situation and I give them the answer then they go the other way and it works out for them and they say hey I did I did the opposite of what you said and it worked out that is yes. that's that 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 is uh, uh just a fantastic slap in the face I, you know if, yeah. if you ever want to make an analyst feel bad you do that another another thing to not do is let's say that you come at me or Denny, and you say, should I start Jameis or Drew Brees this week? And we say, start Jameis, which I don't know. I, I, I would probably go Brees this week. But regardless, I mean, it doesn't matter which direction you go in. We say, start Jameis. And then you respond, even without Evans oh, and Godwin? Oh. Guys, you don't think that that was part of our, our thought process when we said to play Drew Brees or to say to play Jameis Winston? Like, we're thinking about these things. We're, you don't have to state the most obvious thing in the world in response to us helping you set your fantasy lines. I, yes. Or if you're like, 
are you still using this defense even though their backup safety was was declared out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, well, let's not let's not overreact here. But yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, the top two, uh, the 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 best recent duo of receivers in the league is out for Tampa. I didn't know. I, didn't, I, I wasn't I didn't, aware. I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Ah, man. Well, this changes everything. Ah. Uh, this next question is from at Derek from Minot. He says, are pickles good? Uh, no, they're not. I, 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 I despise pickles. So growing up and until I was probably 25, I didn't like pickles. I don't mind pickles anymore. What happened? I, I, I don't. I think when you get older, you just like more things. Yeah, that's true. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, your, your taste, your taste change. I get it. Uh, my wife makes pickles that people literally die over. We've lost many fr- family and friends from these pickles. Really? Um, I, I like I like pickled things too. Like pickled onions are unbelievable. I okay. I do I do kind of like pickled onions. Like on a sandwich or something like that. Like pickled onions on like some like a barbecue yeah, pork sandwich yeah. or something. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right. But pickles, no, thank you. I, they, the 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 stench is is unbelievable. One time I had to drink pickle juice because I was so dehydrated. And mm. it was the closest the- thing I'll ever come uh, to being on Fear Factor. Oh, did Boston Scott replace you and score a touchdown then? And that's right. And some, yeah, and someone out there was complaining about it for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question uh, at CD Carter sixty nine. We need your take. What is the only legitimate wing? Boneless wings or high T regular wings? Boneless wings are disgusting. Why are they disgusting? So, okay, okay. So here. I, I like I like drumstick wings, bone in wings, right? Those are those are by far the best. Not the what what do you call what do, what are the other ones called? Wait, you talking about or, boneless or No no no, like the the drumstick bone yeah. wings. Right? You know how they're either that or they're the they're the, the they have a thing in the middle where you have to get the chicken out? Right. What 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 are those what, called? What are the, I don't know what those are called. Well, they're called one of them's like a drumstick, and the other one's X. I just can't remember what yeah, people I'm, refer I'm, to that as. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I though? do. I do. You know the other kind of wing mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. eat. Uh, but I, I don't. What's wrong with boneless wings or chicken nuggets with sauce? So there, there's a there's a commercial for what is that restaurant called? Bar Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild. Yeah. yeah. There's a commercial where where they they're showing close-ups of people stuffing boneless wings into their mouths and. With uh, with with sweat pouring off of their forehead, because obviously these wings are so hot that these people are drenched in sweat, and I I find this this so un, unappealing and so unappetizing uh, that it has completely turned me off to the prospect of boneless wings. Because all I can think about are these people's disgusting, uh, you know, sauce covered mouths devouring an entire boneless wing all at once. And I have to see it in on my TV screen 15 times every Sunday. I hate it. Okay. Next question. This is from at Noda underscore burner rare, actual fantasy football question. Do you still trust Jameis without the two top wide receivers in the league? Uh, I love how he calls them the two top wide receivers <laughs> in the league. Like of course, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are better than Michael Thomas. Uh, he's now throwing to the reanimated corpses of Brashad Perriman and OJ Howard. And I don't know if I can trust it. I'll say this about Jameis. I saw on fantasy pros. He was like QB four. I do not have that much confidence in Jameis Winston. I think he's a QB one this week, but I don't think he's a QB four. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I would start him over the streamers. 
Yeah, yeah, I would too. I would too. I mean, if that if that's the question, but like just say like Matt Ryan, I probably I probably like Matt Ryan a little more. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where you draw the line. Uh, next question at the FF moderator: the ugly Christmas sweater thing. Are you guys fans? So I was until until Baby Boomer started doing it, and now I'm not. <laughs> Here, here's when I stopped becoming a fan. Before ugly Christmas sweaters and ugly Christmas sweater parties were like a literal, it was like an ode to your parents dressing up in these like insanely bad Christmas sweaters, right? And then it became, I'm going to buy a sweater on Amazon yeah. specifically for this party. And that's when I got completely turned off. And I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. It's it's a hipster thing, uh, right? And, and I don't mean to call us hipsters because we're, we're probably not hipsters about anything. But it's like you feel good about doing something until it becomes so mainstream that it's trite that it's like very it's very uncool because people like your parents are suddenly like look at my ugly christmas sweater like no mom mom you actually wore that unironically (laughs) in 1987 so you know don't you can't do it that's not for you like it's for me who have i've always thought that that sweater was hideous but i'm wearing it ironically right right next question is from at jazaris What's more tilting, having an, having an item added to your digital shopping list after you've left that section off uh, of the market, oh. or having traded Mark Ingram after listening to many sell recommendations all season? So first off, with the Mark Ingram thing, <laughs> let's not pretend that he's been this unbelievable. He is so hit or miss every single yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that when they, you know, there are weeks where he does what he did last week, and so I, I mean, I, I think Mark Ingram's been great, but. He hasn't been this high-end RB1, you know, weekly. So let's not let's not sell this as anything better. But it's definitely more tilting to be shopping and missing a part of something on your shopping list oh, yeah. and being on the other side of the grocery store and having to go back and then doing that multiple times throughout the trip. Yeah, a, a circuitous route through the grocery store is one of the most tilting things, and I do it every time. I I miss, every section I go to, I miss something. I have to I have to scramble back to it. It's very, uh, it's it's frustrating, and I can never, I can never avoid it. Seemingly, I'm sorry if you can hear my kids. By the way, they're home. There's nothing I can do. There is no sub basement that I can go into. Yeah, sorry guys, you're gonna have to deal with it. The final ten minutes of the show. Uh, next question at by Corey J Corbin. This is gonna be the last one. Why isn't season S Z N spelled C Z N? This is this is a. I mean, I appreciate the question and thanks for being a listener. But this is come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> the the word season, as in S E A S O N, starts with S. So therefore, season also starts with S. Yeah, but he's going. You understand why it would be C Z N because it just sounds like season. Well, yeah, I guess it, season. Season. I mean, Pete Overs that says season. I don't know. I mean, it. See, look, if you if you take, but here's the. I I don't know. I don't know about this one. I think you got to go S Z N and let it be S Z N because it's a it's an abbreviation that we use on the internet not to say aloud right. necessarily. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you're, yeah, I, I, there's no way I will reject. I will reject the CZN. If anybody tries that in my mentions, you're out of there. Yeah. All right, Denny, that's going to do it for today's show. It's a little bit, a little bit shorter today, but we had to cut it a little that's short. Right. Uh, why don't you let everyone know, everyone know where they can find you? Yeah. Uh, as my uh, son screams uh, above me, it's at CD Carter 13 on Twitter and check out Patreon. We have lots of new hashtag content. 
I'm on Twitter at late round QB. Denny, we have a tilt montage this week. Extra tilty. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Good luck in the championship. I don't know when we're going to be able to talk to you next, hopefully in a couple weeks because we won't be doing this next week. But enjoy your holiday. Good luck in the championship, and we'll catch you next time. It's uh, 1.29 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, the only legitimate time zone, and Ian Thomas does not have 12 PPR points yet. Uh, like I expected him to have at 1.29 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it looks like he actually has zero points at 1.29 Eastern Time. I will keep you updated as the game goes on, but he, for some reason, does not have between 12 and 15 PPR points yet. The fourth-string tight end for the Bengals, however, does. I'm tilting. I'd like to add something real quick as an addendum. Uh, people often ask me online, uh, can you even get drunk on natural light? They say this uh, with great exasperation. Can you even get drunk on natural light? Natty light, as the kids often call it. And I'm here to tell you folks that I tested uh, that question last night. And I have answered it with a resounding yes. You can also get extremely hungover on natural light. That is another scientific question I have answered uh, with great satisfaction. And by great satisfaction, I mean total misery. Total misery. I'm in hell. I'm tilting. Uh, 2.14 p.m. Eastern Time, and the Detroit Lions, down 21-0 in the first half, chose to kick a field goal, meaning that every analytics lib in America has been owned to within an inch of their lives. Uh, you truly hate to see it. I am tilting. I'd like to briefly tarnish this uh, otherwise advertisement-free tilt montage uh, with, a, with a plea uh, to our current and, and potential LTS patrons uh, to stick with us in the off-season. I know that you don't really care about fantasy football in February, March, April, really until August, and that's fine because you're a well-adjusted person. Uh, but we're not going to do just fantasy stuff. And that's the appeal, really, in the off-season. So stick with us. Don't leave me like my wife. I'm tilting. 4.12 in the p.m. And it looks like it's Brashard Perryman's season. Sizen. He now has three touchdowns. And a lot of yards. I don't know how many yards. As Jameis Winston now has 690 yards on the day. On 420 attempts. Now, <clears throat> I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out, as the kids are saying, to all the people on Fantasy Twitter who said, in a, in a resounding voice, they said, "I will never play Brashard Perryman, whose name I can't pronounce apparently, because Perryman is not good."
He's not a good route runner. He has bad hands. He fumbles. Whatever. And of course, the other side of that argument is that because Mike Evans was out, and of course Chris Godwin left the game early in the third quarter, we didn't know that was going to happen, of course, but it did. Perryman had opportunity baked into his Week 15 prospects. And opportunity is all that matters. So, to put it eloquently, suck it haters. Uh, I actually am tilting. Uh, 4.22 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm on my, I believe, ninth seltzer water of the day. As I try to hydrate after last night's Natty Light debacle. Which, of course, was the name of my Iggy Pop tribute band. But anyway, if uh, if you can overdose on seltzer water, uh, I'm going to do that today. I have no doubt. I am tilting. 4.49 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, the Browns have zero points into the second quarter here against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, meanwhile, have 14 points. This after the Arizona implied total dropped slightly at the end of the week, and Cleveland's implied total uh, went up to 26 points, I believe. I think I tweeted about that today, but who knows what I tweet because I never logged off. So it's just a steady stream of tweets that I have no recollection of. Yes, they have zero points, and Ray Summerlin had a good point about Baker Mayfield. Ray Summerlin, of course, is the former writer for rotoworld.com. He said uh, Baker Mayfield is Jameis Winston minus the fantasy appeal, the fantasy points. He said that on Twitter today, and that's a, I thought that was a really good take uh, because it's true. I mean, he's erratic, he's everywhere, he just makes mistake after mistake after mistake, just like James Winston, but it turns out that most of the time he ends up with very few fantasy points, whereas James Winston makes just crucial mistakes uh, and then comes out of the game with 28 fantasy points pretty much every single time. Uh, So good luck, good luck with that Browns fans. And uh, I am tilting. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.